Welcome to this this very special edition of Pasture Bedtime, in which we don't have any particular book to discuss, but we we're not. we're going to talk more generally about events. Yeah, uh, with with actually invited guest Kara this time. Hello yeah. for all the Kara fans, <laughs> all the Kara fans. What's up, guys? Hey, fans! It's great to know that you're hearing my voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's great for them as well. I hope so. It's it's good to be heard. Yeah. Um, I'm Melanie. That was Kara, as we just dis- <laughs> discussed. <laughs> and the other voice is Stephanie. I'm sure you know that already. <laughs> yes. We know um, that you're all avid fans and definitely can identify yeah. each voice individually. Yeah. The, you know, there may be more strangers now that we're being hosted by KBGA. Yeah. There may be KBGA fans oh, who are listening I to us. That. That's exciting. Because before this, it was it was really just our personal friends. Right. <laughs> and so we were I fairly... Think of three people. We were <laughs> fairly... Co- and Diana. Yeah. Shout out to Diana. Yeah. Um, it's my mom, my physical therapist, Carly. Shout out to Carly. Solvay. Yeah. Solvay. Love Solvay. Sonia, who's our Kara fan. Sonia. Oh, yes. Hey. Sonia. What's up? Uh, Sunshine <laughs> listens to them. She was telling me recently she was like re listening to them because she missed us. Aww. That's, I tagged her in that thing that I posted on your Facebook. Oh, yeah. I forgot to comment on that. Yeah, Sunshine Great. also, um, I don't know if it's been updated by the time people will be listening to this episode, but hopefully it will be. Um, Sunshine made our beautiful new uh, podcast art. Uh, she did. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> it's, if you're looking at it right now on your on your phone... Um, I'm the the one with the shorter hair that's looking yeah. annoyed by the unicorn, and Melanie is the one with the long hair that's like gently embracing it. Yeah. Obviously, yes. <laughs> it is a, a vaguely sensual, not even vaguely. It's a pretty. I, it's just a sensual. I, you know how Melanie feels about horses, though. It totally makes sense. I am the horse in the. I mean, you have blonde. You have blonde hair right now. That's that's so. true. I do, but I'm not. Your I'm not present in it. I am just chaser. an occasional. Because I think they, I think she went for like a Palomino coloring, which at the Cute. moment you sort of have because you've got you. the blonde hair and then the tanner skin, right? Mm-hmm. That that is my aesthetic um, <laughs> right now. You're I'm, I'm you're 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 right going now. for that Palomino vibe. Yeah. Um. I modeling yourself after sugar. I said at the time, and I still feel like the best description of the energy of this is uh the Leslie Nope uh, naked centaur painting from Parks and Rec. Ooh. Yeah, yes. doesn't it? Doesn't it have something it has of that, that vibe? That energy. Yeah, you know, you guys have it. it's a very paint me like one of your French girls <laughs> kind of thing, but like also, but paint me like one of your French girls. Leslie Nope loves horses. Yeah, it's a little bit like there's no actual like boobs in this. We're we're very yeah. like we're more, yeah. but it has that gloss. like it has that intensity vibe. Yeah, like I feel like I can imagine Sunshine making this art, and it's very like. So We're good. about to crash into an iceberg. The, the, the detail on the hair is amazing. Yeah, I'm sure it took a long time. Some lipstick, which obviously which is, I'm a big fan. Yes. Melanie's a lipstick person. I'm not as Every much of a day. lipstick person, but yeah. Melanie likes a likes a strong red lip sometimes. I do. She's, I was she's a bold lip lady. Uh, just wandering around. Mm-hmm. Uh, her living room. <laughs> I was just outside. Oh. <laughs> just 
outside wandering about. I put on lipstick yesterday for the first time in months because um, I was doing a Zoom trivia thing that was Tony themed, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I should dress up. So I put on a wig. Had yeah, the whole mask situation right now, it's yeah. like, if you wear anything, it's just gonna get smeared all over, like, yeah. your own face. Yeah, I think I wore, like, a tinted chapstick one day, and, like, the inside of my mask looks yeah. like a murder scene. Yeah. yeah. Which I, is fine, but... I'm usually at home when I'm wearing it, so... Yeah. I just put it on to sit at my desk. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you have, like, more remote work stuff. I'm, like, yeah. I'm physically dealing with the public so the people people. yeah um they're all real salty about having to wear masks um i'm gonna make you do it i'm sorry you have to (laughs) (laughs) please wear a mask because who knows what's going on with your breath and or life well mostly it's that uh at my job we get a lot of -of out-of-state people Mm -hmm. so it's not like like people like oh we've only had this many cases in montana i'm like cool these people are not from here Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i don't know what they've been doing or Mm -hmm. like what their environment is yeah they'll just make comments like one person was like bitching about having to put the mask on and then was like I left California to get away from this. I'm like, you should still be quarantining then. Mm -hmm. Don't just drive here from California and then come into here. This is a not essential business. Like you don't need, you don't need a record. You don't, you don't need a finger puppet. These are not necessary items. Um, yeah, or like one person. People who are coming into town who are quarantining some of my friends are they flew back from new york today they've been there for months since the fall but they're going to a cabin to quarantine for two weeks and then they will yeah i mean new york especially is like it you know well and they were quarantining pretty hard there too but like just in case they're still taking those precautions because they're not dumb yeah uh there's some other guy who who also was complaining about having to put the mask on and then you know, I was having him pay, and he was like, "Oh, there's no sales tax." No, there isn't. You're you're obviously not from here. <laughs> Melanie's tippy tapping away. If you're wondering what that typing noise it's is, it's me tippy tapping. Sorry, I was just making sure that I knew um, this woman's well, name. Yeah. So we um, wanted to talk about uh, all of the horses that we've been seeing at the the Black Lives Matters protests, mm-hmm. and then also uh, Kara and I wanted. Uh, wanted to talk shit about somewhere in town that we've both worked at that is racist. <laughs> yes. I am I'll just be listening to that part. Okay. You'll have a lot to contribute to the the protest horses. <clears throat> I am. I'm pretty mm-hmm. excited about that. Uh should we talk should we talk about how Jack's racist first? Sure, yeah. Let's cover the racism that I've is. actually mentioned this before, but we didn't go into the details or say yes, what I business it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Prepare for are details. we saying the business? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think... I, I feel like I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. I still shop there, but whatever. Oh! <laughs> I, I mean, it's they have delicious biscuits and gravy, so, <laughs> and I only talk to one person. I feel like I'm trapped. I have to keep going. Do you feel comfortable saying the name? Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, if, they, if I go in and they're like, don't come back, I'd be like, all right. Don't you dig me. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't anyway, dig me, Anyway, sorry, George. that was my... I just like, George I just started clawing me in the hand. That's what I was yeah. referring to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys can't see, but... George, my uh, pleasant... pleasant. George Michael's son. just excited that there's a, a guest, I think, and he's he's, he he's behaving. In he's out of control. Hey, he, stop it. Yeah, we, we haven't been seeing each other in person, as I'm sure any listeners... 
uh, could tell from how the audio was, but since yeah. we attended a protest together a few days ago, we figured we were already mm-hmm. pretty exposed. We were in the same vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Close. Also, someone that I know who was at that protest who was shouting a whole bunch, uh, he got tested and he's completely fine. So <laughs> I know it takes some time to incubate and yeah. whatnot, yeah. but as a precautionary whatever, you yeah. know, he did the thing, which is great. You're not going to get your toys back right now. I cannot help you. Sorry. <laughs> we, we took George's squeaky toys away for the time being, uh, and he is upset. You know, it's a hard life for a small dog. His hedgehog is back there. Oh, no. That's his other squeaky toy. We've we've all heard the hedgehog before. Uh, Anyway. Yes. So He's going to jump. He got stuck behind the couch yesterday. Because he didn't realize he can't jump out of there. What's it like in there? In that little head. Tiny, 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 tiny. I mean, it's a pretty small head, so I feel like there can't be that much brain in there. I know. It's probably. It's mostly eyeballs. The size of a walnut. Oh, no. That's too small. His skull is bone, eyeballs, and like a little bit of brain. Knock, knock. (laughs) Who's there? It's not your brain. There's no, there's no brain in there. Yeah, he's like, Mom, you're making fun of me. Now I'm just thinking about how koalas have like a walnut-sized brain and it's smooth, so they're so dumb that if you put eucalyptus on a plate, they don't realize that it's eucalyptus anymore and they won't eat it. <laughs> it has to be on the plant. That's the only way they can figure it out. That's so sad. They're so dumb, Melody. <laughs> they're that dumb. Oh, I just want... <laughs> I want to protect them. <laughs> <Poor> little... <laughs> Are they marsupials? Yeah. I was going to say poor little um, chlamydia-ridden marsupials. They but do then have... I was like, I don't know if that's the right Yeah, term. they do have chlamydia. They're also Often. just, they're high all the time. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Eucalyptus, they just like eat it until they pass out because it like gets them stoned and then they wake up and then they get stoned again. You know when you interview for jobs and they ask you what you're like, what kind of animal would you be? And I always say pistol shrimp, but I feel like I should change it to koala. I, uh, as part of the interview for the job that I have now, they asked us uh, what I would bring to the social environment, and I said a lot of animal facts. <laughs> and Intrigue. Then, and then I was, Interest. and then I was providing somebody with some animal facts later on, and one of the people who'd interview was like, "Well, she did warn us. <laughs> she did. We knew. We yeah. knew this was." I told be. you there would be animal facts. This mm-hmm. is what you signed up for. This, I think this is a good segue into talking about the business that we were going to talk yes. about, because my interview with this place, um, it is the Black Cat Bake Shop. Um, there it is. I got interviewed. I was nannying at the time, so I had to bring the kid with me who I was nannying, who, um, which was fine. He just like sat and ate a cookie. It was very chill. Um, but my hair was longer then, and the woman who interviewed me owner christy um who who is a weird horse lady who is a weird horse lady but like it's a problem yeah she's not like melanie who's like balanced out (laughs) or like diana who is also balanced out for the most part christy just has nothing nothing else to hold on to maybe i don't know no i don't i don't know what it is but uh when she interviewed me um she commented on my hair and she said oh well your hair is just kind of in between and everywhere isn't it and i have very long uh, at the time i had very long um curly poofy hair because i am 
a person of color and I look very ethnic. And um, so that was her polite way of observing that my hair doesn't look professional, um, which was really cute. Yeah. Loved it. That was great. So that was my first experience with the black cat. And I was like, oh. They started off strong with a little microaggression. Yeah. And then they they graduated to actual aggression later. To full on <laughs> garbage. Are we allowed to swear on this? Can I swear? Yeah, we can okay. swear. <laughs> I have consistently marked every episode of this explicit because yeah. we always end up swearing. Okay, great. I don't yeah. even know what I am at this point. The fuck is just like part of my regular vocabulary. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I think it's every I think it's a good signal, though, to people who might be like, is this going to be a book, a unicorn book podcast for my children? No, because no. we're, we're going to discuss, like, sex and racism a lot. So. Yeah. yeah. And also how hot horses are. Yeah. They're a little light bestiality humor. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, the blackout. What has been your experience? Uh, well, the... The thing that was most notable for me when I was working there, so I should say that Kara and I, if we did work there at the same time, we didn't know each other at that time because I worked back a house yeah. night shift and Kara was a barista. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not sure if there was overlap with our employment or not. I don't think that there was. I think that we just missed each other. Yeah. And then later we worked together at the book exchange, which is also how mm-hmm. Melanie and I know each other. Um, yep. Where we learned the about the dark past that we have in common, which is the black cat big show. <laughs> yes. Um, so one of the things that happened when I worked there is um, there was this older guy who was one of the bakers there who just kept saying, like, towel head and rag head all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Chuck, I, like, I am very uncomfortable with this and I need you to stop saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he threw, like, a fit about it. Was, like, slamming stuff around the whole night after I said that. Yeah, he was fun. And then um, talked to the owner about it. And the owner called me in to chastise me for upsetting Chuck. Because, basically, like, they needed him more than they needed me. As far mm-hmm. as, like, the kind of job that he was doing. So Jack's trying to chew me out for this. And I was like, all I did was ask him not to use a racial slur. Because it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> and... His response was, well, are you Arab? Mm -hmm. And then later he, like, Mm -hmm. pointed... Jack was pointedly using those same slurs around me and looking at me. Like, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. Which I was, like, already quitting in, like, a week. So I was like... Wait, that that on there? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then didn't he also make comments to you, like, that he didn't like it when people talked black and, like, Mm -hmm. the thing about how his, like, daughter shouldn't have to learn Spanish. Yeah, he didn't understand why she had to learn a foreign language um, because it's not the language of America, (laughs) Um, which... P.S. The United States does not have an yeah. official language. English is like three different languages in a trench coat. It's and like as fun as it is, it's also really fun to speak other languages and to expand your minds. Um, and his daughter was like a totally like normal, whatever, teenage human child. Um, <laughs> so I didn't dislike her in any way. But yeah, he just he got really frustrated that uh, she has to take Spanish Um I think he said something along the lines of, like, she should learn a white language. And, like, he wanted her to take, like, French or German because those are, he feels like those are more important languages, which is absurd. So, and he always said, like, just, like, random shitty stuff. Yeah, a lot lot of, like, small racist things. Those were, like, two things that, like, 
I remember when you told me that, and I was like, I'm not surprised, mm-hmm. given some of his other behavior. Yeah. But, yeah, specifically that I would be chastised for asking someone not to say that, and mm-hmm. then he would, like, do it more, like, yeah. to sort of rub in that he didn't have to not do that, mm-hmm. was pretty unimpressive. He also, like, just would say and do a lot of, like, clueless rich guy stuff, because, mm-hmm. like, his wife is from a lot of money mm-hmm. and so he sort of feels like he's poor compared to them because mm-hmm. they're millionaires mm-hmm. um but then he'd do stuff like they bought like this five thousand dollar rat iron horse mailbox listen <laughs> i feel in my heart like maybe i know some people's parents who would do that no not for not for that much if, money but like they would 100 percent have a dope horse mailbox it's not yeah. the fact that it was a horse mailbox it's the fact that they spent five thousand dollars on it <laughs> mm-hmm. and then he would like complain about how broke they are and i'm like but i could pay my rent for like yeah, half literally don't understand like more than half like half a year like yeah no he he also like um also if you have horses like if you physically own horses and you're able to take care of them a you're not poor yeah like you're at, you're at least uh, like, middle class, at least. Yeah, I mean, like, I know that there are ways for some people to, like, manage kind of a workaround. Maybe they're, like, mm-hmm. working at a stable, or they're, like, able yes. to take care of somebody else's horse. But, yeah, if you have, like, your own stable he's and you t- own multiple horses, it's, In like, this it's, case, like... he is definitely not. He's just out of touch with yeah, what being he, poor he was. Means. He, like, basically said one time that he they spent, like, a thousand dollars a month on, like, just their horse's care. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, if you have that amount of money to spend out a pocket on a non-essential you are not poor <laughs> like, yeah i don't know that's that's kind of that's that's, yeah. that's that's most of what i wanted to say about that yeah well i i told my my main story which was the whole language thing but mm-hmm. i mean i've had a bunch of shitty experiences there the whole way that i ended up not working there anymore was shitty and i i always end up getting weird comments um or i always ended up getting weird comments um they put me in charge of their like Christmas ordering process. Um, oh, you're doing like, the stolen and stuff. Uh, yeah. So I was in charge of like the managerial side of it, where I just processed all the paperwork and I organized everything, and then other people would like package it and like get ready to send it or whatever. Um, but it required a fair amount of organization. And when they asked me to do it, um, they're like, "We were actually really surprised that you like can keep things organized." And it was a very like. <laughs> We're amazed that you're capable of anything because you seem like you wouldn't be, which generally I would say that that is a super racist thing to say, also an ageist thing to say. So they suck. Yeah. (laughs) But I also still buy food from them because it's delicious. (laughs) I'm, listen, I'm tormented by it every day. (laughs) But they also donate to like (laughs) animals and stuff and like they help animals. So I just, I don't know. You no can you can you can anymore. excuse racism, but you draw the line at animals. <laughs> I know no. that if they were being racist towards me or whoever, no. I know that they've been doing it to other people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just have a guilty pleasure of like. Their I mean, you know, there's there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Like, there's going to be something like mm-hmm. to some degree wrong with everywhere that you buy stuff from. Yes, that's a hundred percent. I definitely haven't bought anything from them. Uh, Basically, since I worked there. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some places that we 
maybe collectively have all worked. Can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, but I will never shop there ever again. Oh, yeah. But no. it's because, like, it was no. too much that, like, I could not, I can't, like, move past it. Well, me. and that was, like, also, like, a continuous thing happening yes. to so many people over many years. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You were so focused George. on George's like yeah. barking. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we've 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 briefly talked about it. Don't etc. Don't shop there. It's a mm-hmm. bad place. Steal from them. Blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get caught. <laughs> I mean, what? Oh God, I don't even know if I should say this, but I had a friend who basically was like going in there to see if they had something and was planning on like not paying for it if they did, and then mm-hmm. they didn't have it. And then they texted me and they were like, man, this bookstore is so shitty. I can't even steal from them. They don't even have anything that I want. Well, hopefully they don't have anything that anybody wants real soon. I, like, I have a coworker who, um, who shops there still because they have credit. And they're like, I have so much credit that I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And I told them, I was like, I, can you donate it to like a school? Cause the like schools have to use or like or would use it yeah or, yeah yeah and like i'm less upset about that because it's like you know i yeah. believe the children of the future and stuff <laughs> that's the thing yeah i mean like if they if you already have credit somewhere it's it's like yeah. you're basically just giving them that money for free if you don't do something with it right um i i feel like if you threw a big enough fuss they'd have to cash you out you know they'd have to like yeah. do something but you can also donate a very it. big fuss. Yeah. yeah. I would say just go in there in one fell sweep, swoop, use all of your credit, and then never go back. But, yeah, okay. Talked shit about them. <laughs> and, and, uh, so, Melanie, have you, have you seen any of the fun, uh, things from Houston and that, uh, nonstop writers club? I, Carrie, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, I'll find you some pictures. Um, okay. I pulled. I actually pulled up. I go- did some googling earlier. You did some gigs. Um, you did. So I have. Um, so like in Houston, this group oh, called Writers. Mm-hmm. I saw one. All got together. There's photo. like this video um, of them all gathering on this hill. Ugh. I love those pictures. Bless. Apparently but. they they regularly have a horse and motorcycle days because when I was what? when I was looking on their Instagram, here's some of the pictures. This is bananas. camp out and trail ride, and then there's some yeah. other ones where it's yeah. See, there's some there's some video from oh my it. Gosh, when we were talking about it or when we were messaging about it the other day, you said something about urban cowboys, and initially I was like, oh, like Flaming Saddles, the like gay bar in New York. I mean, that also no. would be on topic, but I, I mean more like things like this. Yeah. There they are with their horses. I saw like a picture of a woman on a horse. Yeah, yes, Brianna Noble. Noble. Yeah, she's sure. in uh, she's Oakland. Amazing. All right. <laughs> we looked into her too. Yeah, but these guys, like, they showed up like in a big group in Houston. Yes. And... Ugh, I freaking love that. Look at that magic. They're little um, cute George Floyd shirts. But it's like a whole, like, urban... Oh, yeah, her horse's name was Dapper Dan. I remember that part. Dapper Dan, we just talked about this recently, but um, my dream of having, like, a really tall horse. He's 17, too, which, if you know 
hands and horse height that's mm-hmm. very tall. So. Melanie also wanted to be uh, six foot tall and left handed. They're so they're six, six three. three. Excuse me. <laughs> um, Do you physically want to be? Six there, three, there right? were a lot of dreams that yeah. that didn't happen for Melanie. Um, How tall is your sister? She's six foot. Okay. So, so I, you wanted to be a way taller than anyone six, in your family. Three. Six three left handed, uh-huh. and I wanted a horse that was at least sixteen point two. Right now, I yeah. I think I, I actually know that information about horses, which is weird. I don't know why I do. What the hands mean? Yeah. So I think yeah. you've probably seen some of the pictures of Brianna Noble. Yes, I've seen who, the ones of her. I who, didn't know um, where she was. Though. Yeah. So she's in Oakland, but she's actually like a, I think a professional she, uh, she's horse like a trainer. trainer. Yeah. Yes. But there were like. So, one of the things, like, I think I I sent Melanie a picture of her, and she was commenting about how calm her horse was, how mm-hmm. it was just standing there really calmly, even mm-hmm. in a big crowd, even with, like, children touching and approaching it and stuff. Well, just uh, with everything that's going Oh, that's on. the one it's I saw. Just, it's not just a yeah. big crowd. Like, that is, it's in a mass of mm-hmm. people. Of a lot of noise, a lot of other so, stuff. Yeah. And, and she posted a video of like how she like some of the things that she has Dan do to mm-hmm. like get him used to different things happening. Mm-hmm. So it's like she has him like walk on unstable surfaces so that mm-hmm. he's feeling calm about that and mm-hmm. go through water and like she's so yeah she's just like a really good trainer. And yeah, she, she prepares him for. She put like this, she obviously put stuff. a lot of time into. Right. Training him before taking him into a big crowd like Which that. Which is good yeah. and super necessary. If only, you know, police officers had that much training. Oh, I mean, did you see that, uh, that officer in England who they were trying to, like, they had some officers on horseback that they were trying to charge protesters with, and one of them just, like, knocked himself off on, like, a pole because he wasn't controlling his horse, right? Or his horse <laughs> oh spooked or something? No, I didn't see that. Jeez. Oh, well, and then they, they tried to frame it as, like, an officer was impaled on a pole. I'm like, yeah, he, like, ran into it. <laughs> like, nobody... He did it himself. Nobody did that. Like, his horse did get spooked, but he clearly didn't train oh it properly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What's her name? Brianna Noble? Brianna yeah. Noble. Ugh, beautiful lady. She's amazing. There's Thank also, you so much yeah. for being who you are. Yeah, there's this cute video of, like, her, her daughter... The, her daughter on Dan. Look at how mm-hmm. little that kiddo is. And oh my he's gosh, being... that horse is gigantic. And the video of her yeah, showing a horse, horrifying. posting, which posting is where you, it's like the up and down motion when the horse is trotting, so it's easier to ride. Mm-hmm. Um, in like shorts, like running shorts and like sandals or something, <laughs> which like that is not a painful thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As someone that's been in a saddle and shorts before, like, that does not feel good. Ma'am. <laughs> she was doing it. Ma'am, Actually, are... they had some commentary on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time I've ever rode horses, I've always had long jeans on. Yeah. That's, uh, so that's what I've been told to do. I thought, ideal. She was just, yeah. she was not planning. She, she was like, being casual, that. yeah. Well, she had, like was doing something else, and they were like, we need to you to show this horse. It oh. was like in her caption. Oh, interesting. Um, but... She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've like watched all of her videos and yeah, she's I incredibly. I, that was like mm-hmm. the interesting part to me is like you see like people bringing their horses to these protests, but it's like for them to for that horse to even be able to be there, it's like mm-hmm. they have to be like a really skilled rider. They have to mm-hmm. have already put in a lot of work with that animal mm-hmm. to like get yeah. it to trust them in that kind of a situation. Yeah. Like that's like the whole idea of like urban writing like that's 
just like built in. I mean, if anything, to me that that they can have like an urban trail riding club where mm-hmm. they're just riding horses around cities, like they're automatically getting so much skill because that takes a lot of skill to handle a horse and get a horse like trained and prepared mm-hmm. for that environment. Like most people are training horses and like <laughs> handling them in like stables and mm-hmm. like in very different environments where they're not constantly surrounded by noises and like on asphalt and um I mean you've talked about like red like injuring you cuz like a leaf blew by him oh, yeah. you know <laughs> red would kill all of us <laughs> noted uh, cool. if, like if if red had been at one of these protests People would have been trampled. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like that. Cool. Cool. um, Cool. I mean, but it's just, it's a testament to their actual, like, skill and ability. And this is just something that, like, I, the things that, like, I pick up on because just in general, when you grow up, like, around horses or you're getting into that thing, like, the gear that you have is, like, super important. Like, Mm -hmm. having the right clothing having the right shoes and like it's like yeah you have to be wearing like a boots if you're going to be riding and in general it's like it's safer because it can stop your foot from going through the stirrup whatever but it's like you have to have all of these things and a lot of these people are doing it without those things mm-hmm. and like that's still possible mm-hmm. <laughs> like you yeah. can do that like you don't actually need all of these things to be ex- like a successful yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things that has always made me, like, I guess not interested in horse riding is because it seems like there is, it's it's exclusive because there's a financial commitment oh, that most people cannot mm-hmm. make. Yeah. 100%. Well, yeah. and they, in, um, I think it was the group in Philadelphia, which is one of the first ones that I heard about mm-hmm. years ago. My mom had told me about them. And I remember um, someone that I that I'm an acquaintance with, uh, I had like shared something about it on Facebook and, um, he lives in Philadelphia and he like saw one of like their urban cowboys writing. And, Mm -hmm. um, he was like, Hey, I just saw like one of the folks that you were sharing that about. Um, but they just wind up using like, um, Basically, like, abandoned buildings and, like, building them into stables so that mm-hmm. they can house their horses. They're literally, They're like, squatting with the horse. king and queen to, like, make it work. <laughs> it you is. know what it I is? Mean, make it work, dude. That's it's I mean, that's amazing, amazing really. Um, I'm, I have a respectful appreciation and, therefore, fear of horses. Like, I'm not afraid of horses, necessarily. I respect the fact that they could 100% kill me. I am afraid of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a point of trying not to be afraid of things. Um, it's just me lying to myself. Look at though. these pictures. If you, um, just if you're listening and you're interested, um, there's this Atlantic article from like 2017 with a bunch of photos of um, horsemen. And it's called the Equestrians of North Philly, but they have a lot of really cool pictures. But I mean, so like they're literally training horses. Mm-hmm. And in, just like a lot. Yeah. In lots, just in neighborhoods. Um but, like, I just think that's so fucking it's cool so because insane. it's something that is accessible. It's something that we are made to think is inaccessible and it's, mm-hmm. like, it's not for you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And like, that doesn't have to be the case. And a lot of these um, stables, I mean, they're focusing on like bringing in youths, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just to like give them something else to do. And as like a person that has like had connections with horses, it, it does teach you a lot, like, because they have to learn to trust you and you have mm-hmm. to learn, like, it's totally a mutual trust thing because you, they're prey animals, so they're always going to be worried that someone or something is going to kill them mm-hmm. and they can very easily kill you. And so, like, to develop that relationship and, like, that respect, I, I think it teaches you a lot about how to treat other people as well. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I I just think that it's amazing that it's, like, because where I grew up and how I grew up, like, that was never, like, riding horses was just, like, 100%, like, a... Bougie thing. A bougie, <laughs> like, almost elitist kind of, like, like, regular people don't do that. Yeah. Um. So it kind of brings it, like, now we're in this uh, section of our world where things are becoming more accessible and opportunities aren't just for one person. It's for any type of person, um, which kind of just puts us all on the same level, which I think is really necessary for, in order for anything to grow and for like the steps forward that our generation and the generation below us want to make. I think that we need to have that, like those common denominators a lot more as opposed to feeling like everything is separate and, you know, yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like, um, like people will be like, oh, why aren't there more, like, minorities in, like, journalism or in, like, some other thing? And it's, mm-hmm. like, because they can't afford to have an unpaid internship. They can't afford to live right. in New York for a year. You know, it's the same thing. It's, like, why aren't why aren't there more of these kinds of clubs? It's, like, well, because there are all of these barriers mm-hmm. to becoming involved in because that. Because it's a hundred times harder yeah. for certain yeah. people. Yeah. And, and, like... Like, I mean, this is, there's a lot of stuff out there about this, but, mm-hmm. like, black cowboys are total, have been, like, a huge part of, like, the classic cowboy history, and mm-hmm. that narrative has just been erased, so it's also just not something that is, yeah. I mean, out there is, I would say, 85 <laughs> to 90% of black and person of color history is erased. I, I saw this, I don't know if you saw this tweet Uh, recently that was like american history explained slavery was bad lincoln fixed it um segregation was bad um (laughs) malcolm x helped but he didn't have to be so mean and the last racist killed mlk and now he's in prison and now it's all over that's it and And like that's college (laughs) yeah and like that's literally i mean even colleges will skip over things that they don't want to talk about Mm -hmm. this is this is not an american history thing but i i was a i was a Japanese major, mm-hmm. and they would literally just skip World War Two because mm-hmm. they didn't want to talk about like the atrocities that the Japanese committed. Because they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you're all here because you like Japan. We're just gonna go right up to World War Two, and then great. and then we're gonna go post World War Two because we don't want to talk about what right. they did uh, to China." Don't worry <laughs> about the Nothing happened, and it's fine. An old roommate of mine who's a teacher now, um, she came home one day when she was still in college. Um, She's an elementary school teacher. Um, She came home heated one day from school, and she was like, Karen, did you know about Christopher Columbus? And I was like, yeah, what? (laughs) 
what, what am I supposed to have known about Christopher Columbus? The fact that Kara, he sucks. Get this. <laughs> well, <laughs> but she had never heard every like all the shitty stuff that he's done, yeah. and so I'm Puerto Rican, um, which is um, a combination of African and uh, Native. Uh, boring gang, which is Taino Indian or Taino Taino native, um, but uh, Christopher Columbus completely destroyed that island and those people, and uh, that's technically I think what he discovered first was Puerto Rico. Yeah, I mean, I think I remember reading like the like the people's history of the United States, yeah. and they're like swimming up to the boats, and they're giving them flowers. They were really welcoming, and then no. they just like ruined them. The whole reason yeah. that, like, so initially just people, the native people of mm-hmm. Puerto Rico, which initially was called uh, Borinquín, um, they were enslaved, and then when that population started to die, that was not the total African slaves, and then... Just to like re up the population again, um, because they needed more slaves. And uh, but yeah, she came home heated because she had never heard any of this stuff, and it was just to me. I find it surprising only because I'm like, oh, you're a teacher. I feel like you should learn these things. Yeah, but, like why? Like how did you get all the way through college and all the way through your life and not learn that? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's, I mean, a lot of places don't teach it, and it's really frustrating. Like if you choose not to ask any more questions outside of the curriculum that you're given, why would you learn more things? Yeah. And some, some things are like regional too, where like yeah. you learn more about, like, I don't think that other places learn like about Lewis and Clark on an endless loop. Like we do. You know, I, you, okay. You, <laughs> can I just say when I moved here, I'm from Chicago. When I moved here, I was like, why does everyone care about Lewis and Clark so much? Like, what did they do? Didn't Sacagawea do like all of she it? She did way more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like, she, did she, not understand. She did it while like giving birth and then carting her baby along with her. Literally, <laughs> like way she more impressive. Dope. Um, and I and didn't, didn't get syphilis from like all of these chumps because she's a queen and she knows what's up. <laughs> Way to go, Sacagawea. Or what about um, mm-hmm. there was one like you know um, African slave that went with them who did a lot of really cool stuff mm-hmm. too. Yeah, but no one that doesn't that barely gets addressed. Yeah, I. Um, there's this movie, uh, it's like a documentary, uh, that Rosie Perez did about, uh, Puerto Rican history, um, called Yo Soy Boricua Pa Que Tu Lo Sepas, which is, I'm Puerto Rican, just so you know, which half of those words are made up, but Puerto Rican Spanish is a beautiful mess that I really like, (laughs) which is fine. Um, but a lot of that history, I learned from that movie. York, that was that guy's name. mm. I was trying to remember the name of that, the slave. His name was York. But after watching that, then I had a desire to, like, learn more about my people's history yeah. and understand a lot of the trauma that no one knows. And even, like, my own family and my own ancestors don't necessarily know unless they experienced it. But we're all very good at repressing the problems that we experience. <laughs> Another spiritual gift of ours. Um, but, yeah, it's fascinating to me that there's so much that doesn't get talked about history-wise. And I think that's where we are now as a society where we're, like... Now let's talk about it. Yeah, or things that people just, like, know as, like, a vague thing and they don't yeah. really know the details. And they don't know the details. Or, like, I mean, even depending on your country, there are some things... I know I was just talking about, like, the, you know, Japan and China and how we don't talk about it in our histories. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about it either. Mm-hmm. Like, I... And they have, like, a weird textbook war going on between China and Japan, mm-hmm. where in Chinese textbooks, like... You know, the rape of Nanjing and all that stuff. There, there are like 
events that they describe in there more severely than they probably happened, although hard to say. Mm -hmm. And the Japanese textbooks go totally the opposite way Mm -hmm. and, like, completely minimize and erase it to the point that I had friends who were from there who didn't know that that's what it was called by the rest of the world Mm -hmm. and, like, had no idea of, like, the severity Mm -hmm. or, like, you know, the whole comfort women situation. They, like, really didn't know anything about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, which... You know, they also did to, like, the native people of Japan who are treated badly there, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The whole world's racist. (laughs) Oh, so true. I, like... Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's my feeling. amazing. And I'm I'm just um, looking at pictures of Compton Cowboys. Oh. The Compton Cowboys? (laughs) Yeah. Is it another show? Um, They are... Like a yeah, they're like a group of friends. I read about them years ago, but they they're um, a group of friends that kind of like banded together, and it's kind of the same thing. They're trying to get more people together to ride horses, but there's a book written about them. There was like this big New York Times article a couple of years ago, um, mm-hmm. but they they've been writing in the protests. Um, but there's just this really cool pic- this picture, <laughs> so amazing. <gasps> Cute. But, Look at that milky horse. Is that what, how you call it? Um, a blonde I would horse. Call that a cremello. Sure. <laughs> I can't argue. I don't know. Sounds like a flavor of ice cream. It's a a caramello is a really delicious like candy bar. Yeah, I've definitely had those. I love them. Um, I mean, it almost seems like something that you would have to do collectively because, like, everybody, if you wanted, to, like, to all have access to, like, horses, but you're, you don't have the income, you know what I mean? If mm-hmm. you, if you had a bunch of people going yeah, on it together. Like, this is the neighborhood's horse. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. I feel like you couldn't, everybody couldn't have their own horse and, no, like, their not. own stable, you know, you'd have. If ha- that were the case, ha- then that would probably already be happening. They'd be rich, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Welcome to the socialist future. <laughs> Vote Vermin Supreme, pony for every American. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. We should get one of these paintings, but like a horse. <laughs> there's a there's a painting of uh, Melanie's dog George with yes. a a fancy Victorian collar and like it's a called beaded the shirt. Lady. Yeah, it's a very fancy looking dog painting. Mm-hmm. Shout out to iconic paw. Uh, they made it, and it is beautiful. If you, I should, I should say you could, you can follow most of the things that we're mentioning yeah. on like Instagram. Um, Brianna Noble's me? definitely on there. She's Nonstop Writers definitely is on there. Yeah. Uh, you want to see? And Compton Cowboys are on there, and that was actually what I was looking at because I couldn't remember if um, I was misremembering or not. But there's a documentary about. Them. Oh my gosh, their tagline is Streets Raised Us, Horses Saved Us. Oh my god. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. I mean, I, I can make it happen for you, Kara. I feel like it's more appropriate for Melanie, but... <laughs> I have a screen printing set up in my house now. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Oh, is um, that how you made those? Yeah, those, yeah. yeah those that's things? my design. I need. Them. I like it a lot. There's also... there's uh, a, Melanie received her coop today. Yes, I did. You guys have heard about the coop. Yeah. Um, there is a... There's a book about the Compton Cowboys. And then um, there's also a documentary that was about... Oh. But Fire on the Hill is the documentary. Ooh, um, that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
It's on Amazon Prime for 99 cents. Just a good sign. Nice. Um, 99 cents. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. I'm in. I mean, like, on the one hand, I don't want to give Amazon money, but... On the yeah. other hand, if it's, I want to learn if that, about If that's the only place Cowboys. it's available. Yeah. And then one of the on groups in Philly, I don't know if this, I don't know if it's all like the same group in Philly, but there's the Fletcher Street Urban Writing Club. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the group in Houston, they were the nonstop writers. That's mm-hmm. the writers is spelled with a Z. I mean, naturally, but mm-hmm. just, <laughs> right now. Fair enough. Um, what was the other group that, that you just Fl- mentioned? Fletcher, Fletcher Street? Fletcher Street Urban Writing Club. They're not, they're not like an established nonprofit. Can I just say that all of these, like, city-based cowboys and stuff, I love the fact that they are coming in clutch for protests. I know. It is my absolute favorite. It gives me life and energy. It honestly is, like, just as as, um, someone that has ridden, grew up riding horses, (laughs) like, it is, I mean, to me, it's amazing to, I mean, it is just amazing to see because... Right. It does require, it requires so much skill right. and, like, trust. Mm-hmm. I think with the other riders and the horses, but, mm-hmm. like, even, and then, like, horses, they're, they prefer to be in groups, so, like, mm-hmm. in some ways it's easier if you are all in, like, a big group together with horses. Yeah, because they, they feel more chill with, like... But if something goes wrong, it goes wrong on a bigger scale because right. they're reacting to each other, yeah. and so mm-hmm. that means that, like... You're trusting the other horses that are in the group. You're trusting your fellow riders, and mm-hmm. you are all have these like trusting relationships between mm-hmm. you and the horses. And I mean that's huge. And the fact that mm-hmm. I mean, if you're looking at like police horses, they're considered like bomb-proof horses. Like they can exist or like just do their jobs. They have like they, they have military like battle training, totally. basically. Yeah. yeah, and and these are and that's like a huge thing. These horses are like so well trained Mm -hmm. and like a lot of money goes into them um they're going to be like expensive horses Mm -hmm. are there particular breeds that they use for that more than others i i mean for sure i would think that they would want they would be looking for just breeds that in general have like more of a mild temperament yeah not not like a thoroughbred or something like that and they'd also want like sturdy horses so like i I mean, I'd guess that like there are a decent number of quarter horses, but I, I don't, I don't know specifically. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, if you if you just think about that in like contrast to these horses that are going to these huge protests mm-hmm. and are not harming people, mm-hmm. and they're coming from these like inner city groups mm-hmm. where it just is, it's just such a contrast mm-hmm. of like ability and like. Are you a little bit jealous now? Is that what it is? No, I just think <laughs> okay. it's amazing. Like, I, I think that it's amazing. They're um, so good, and I'm upset. I want to be that good. No, not at all. I have, like, it's, uh... I mean, I do... Th- not of... that I don't think you have that ability. I don't know. I've oh, never I seen not. you. <laughs> I've only ever seen... do not. I've only ever seen photos of you on horses as a child, so. Yeah, no. It's, it's admiration that takes, I'm, yeah. like, so much more than, like, I... And not to mention, it's just so do. powerful to see, like, a group of protesters with, like, a gigantic fucking horse in front of mm-hmm. them. That's horrifying. If I were on the other end of that, which I would not be, but if I were, I'd be like, oh, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> I mean, it's... Terrifying. It's it's a platform. I mean, yeah. yeah it Like, people... It brought attention to it immediately. Yeah, people, which is like, great. People noticed it, and 
mm-hmm. thought it was cool. It was, yeah. like, something for people to talk about other than, like, oh, my God, they burned down the literal worst target in the entire country. Oh, yeah, the... I don't know if anybody even knows this, but the Lake Street Target in Minneapolis is notoriously shit. Um, because it is... So, like, Target headquarters is in that city. And that target is the one that they test out their loss prevention strategies at. So it has, like, intense surveillance and has a history of, like, treating minority shoppers poorly. Like, their Mm -hmm. electronics and stuff are, like, locked up to a degree that they aren't in any other place. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. like they, they, like, basically treat everyone who walks into that store as a thief. So I'm not shocked that people targeted it when, like... Things went down. I mean, mm-hmm. there there's a reason for that other than the fact, yeah. Mm-hmm. Target didn't do anything wrong. Target actually did a lot wrong. Also, that particular Target gave a lot of money to the police. <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah. Gross. So, Ugh. yeah, Lake Street Target was a bad Target anyway. Mm-hmm. But. And now they're a Target. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're, like, ordering McDonald's on their horses. But also, just, like, something (laughs) Look how calm they are, though. And they, they, they're in heart halters. They're not, they don't even have bridles on these horses. Yeah, they don't, um, they don't have bits. bridle the thing that goes in their teeth? Yes, so, well, that's the bit. Um, the bridle is connected to the bit. But they, so yeah, this is the, the Compton Cowboys and the, the New York Times article about them. There's a photo of describing for the people listening. No, we got <laughs> There's a photo of um, a group of the cowboys like at a at a drive-through ordering and they're all bareback, which also if you've ridden a horse like just in general, uh, riding bareback is way more difficult than riding in a saddle. You have much less stability and <laughs> um, and it's just it's yeah, it's much more difficult. Um and they're riding with halters, so they're just, like, riding these horses. Or, and halters, you have way less control, so they don't have the bit in their mouth. Like, you can basically just steer them, and, like, if you were to pull down, it would put some pressure on their nose. But, I mean, horses are strong. Like, that's not... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, you can't make them do anything. No. They're, they're um, just responding because they're... So what you're so saying is these, these dudes are, like, leading these horses with, like, dental floss. Not even. There's nothing in their mouths. No, I know. <laughs> the equivalent of, like, yeah. like, like strength is dental yeah, floss. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so... But so that, if that is the case, like, you're looking at horses that are calm mm-hmm. and trustworthy, but also that they are able to communicate with them with, like, their seat and mm-hmm. their legs, mm-hmm. um, which does take a certain amount of skill mm-hmm. and... Um, is I mean that's just something that you would not normally see people doing like mm-hmm. outside of like their their homes because mm-hmm. there would be the fear that like you're not going to be able to control your horses but mm-hmm. there's just this group of horses and they're just freaking... like whatever it's fine we're in a drive through yeah, I'm, totally. I'm gonna go get a burger <laughs> on my yeah, horse basically oh, it's so good and the guy in the back's like texting. <laughs> 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 They have no worries. I freaking love it. It's just, there's just something that is really cool mm-hmm. about seeing the kind of, like, in a lot of ways you'd think of, like, horse riding horses everywhere as, like, more like the old world and then, like, mm-hmm. the modern world combining. Mm-hmm. I just love that. And it's it just, very fantastical. It is. In a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And it just, it to me, it speaks volumes of, like, 
their ability and like the their relationship with their horses. I guess it, to me that's like the big thing is like they have to have so much skill, but also like respect for the animals and like the animals clearly respect them because mm-hmm. um, that's like the biggest thing of of writing is that connection and like that trust. Yeah, somebody made a joke to me where they were like, oh, car guys are just the male version of horse girls. And I was like, no, because horse girls have to develop empathy for another living creature. <laughs> like, it's literally different. They're, they're like, they have to learn a skill and they have to, like, connect emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I mean, I guess maybe somebody might say they've connected emotionally to their car, but you know that's a one-way street, my dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> so true. Um... I crossed my fingers because this means I have some. I thought about something. Oh. Um, the other day, Melanie and I, I made Mel watch The Phantom, starring oh, Billy God. Zane, which is a classic <laughs> mid-90s superhero <laughs> flick. Um, so we were watching it, and his like main mode of transport is a horse. And the entire time, Mel had critiques. <laughs> um, which was oh my, my favorite. I, I was so, like, what, what are my critiques? Oh, so initially, like, he... He, like, jumps off of a uh, plane onto his horse um, and also catches someone else uh, with him, like, the damsel in distress. He's he's using a dressage saddle, which I didn't know what that was. Is that the right word? Yes. Okay. It's a dressage saddle. I would like to point out he's, like, racing all over the place and, like, jumping. They're in, like, the fucking jungle. He's, like, jumping <laughs> in Thailand. the horse, like, over shit. Mm-hmm. And he's in a dressage saddle, if you know. So I didn't know. Yeah, you'll know. So Mel's heated feelings while we were watching it didn't make sense. And then she explained to me that dressage is not meant for what he was doing with this horse. Um, (laughs) I wish you could see her face because she's still so upset. I just, the the choices. Like, you know the person. Who was the horse handler? Which, A, it doesn't because it makes you look like an idiot. And, you know, I just, I can't, I just, I can't just pretend like that was fine. That was literally outrageous. Mm-hmm. And if I, I'm not, and I can tell you guys <laughs> being dramatic about this, but it, like, a dressage saddle, I can't even, I can't. We're I just, upset. I don't, what's the, what was the thought process? They were probably they like, there? I don't know, boo about horses. They had to have known! They literally had to Somebody have Somebody had to bring that horse. They had like, to have known. And so, for them to, to be like, oh yeah, definitely a dressage saddle. Because no one's just going to be like, oh, we should definitely have a dressage saddle for this. So, okay. That doesn't... <laughs> I don't know very much about saddles. Borderline nothing about saddles. Um, from what I could tell, I thought, oh, a dressage saddle. It has, like, that extra padding on the top. That's what it looked like to me, but I also don't know what I'm looking it's, at. So, it, like, the back comes up higher, and, like, the mm-hmm. the sides of it are much longer. They're, like, mm-hmm. long and go up, and they do have, like, a padding on them. Okay, so but my they... thought was maybe they got a super padded saddle because maybe Billy Zane has a really tender tush. No, also, he was definitely <laughs> not the one writing Tender scenes. Maybe he was. But the idea with the dressage saddle is it has a deeper seat, and so, like, you're... Because con- with dressage, you are... The idea is that you are making your horse do all of these very specific motions, mm-hmm. and the, like, judges should be able to see basically none 
basically none of like your cues for your horse. So you are having to like communicate with your butt. This is and you don't like you are not supposed to move, basically. If oh, the horse and moves, Billy's name was like standing are, um, kind of. You are like in one motion. The idea Why? is that like you and your horse are in one motion. Um but like if you were you are not you are never like racing mm-hmm. in dressage there is no they wouldn't have the appropriate level of like stability mm-hmm. and support for like an activity like jumping or racing mm-hmm. like i believe i said at the time like you would at least be looking at like an all purpose saddle I will never get over that because mm-hmm. it was the most outrageous decision. It would have been better. I would have felt better about it if he was riding Western and jumping. Anyway, the long story um, short, that was bullshit. <laughs> and someone should have been fired. I one of my favorite things is to introduce Melanie to things fired. that she has never experienced, like <laughs> the just, classic movie, The Phantom Starring Billy Zane. Oh, man. Um, I did not know she was going to have such a visceral reaction to the horse and saddle situation. Yeah, but well, I didn't know they were going to be putting him in a dressage saddle. Okay, my main focus was the entire purple one-piece jumpsuit he was wearing. That I was my focus. But that either. Um, it's from the comic book, so it's all fully based on the but, comic book. But, you know, they, they, I just feel like they could have done there's just a lot of things in general. Catherine Zeta-Jones is in it, which is great. And, and you know, it's just, it's a whole thing. It's a it's, whole feeling and mood. I think I was mixing up internally the Phantom and, like, that Spirit comic book movie. Because I was like... Wait, Spirit Side of the No, Spirit, like, it was a shitty comic book movie. Oh. Um, it had, like... Yes, that it had some from- really terribly unfortunate visuals, such as, like, Samuel Jackson in a Nazi uniform. Oh, at awesome. one point. Yeah, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. I almost I, I don't got, know if I want to know. I almost got kicked out of that movie because I was laughing at how terrible it was so much. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> and there was somebody else in the theater who clearly was enjoying it where I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, why is he in a Nazi uniform? Why did they wax his eyebrows mm-hmm. into a lightning bolt? Like, what's happening in this movie? Yeah. I used to take going to movie theaters really seriously, and then I worked for one, and then mm-hmm. I, so I stopped. Um, so I am constantly, like, giving commentary, and I try to keep it to myself. Uh, I've only gotten yelled at one time, and it was the time they re-released The Lion King, and I went, <laughs> oh, and no. I went with my friends, and then I sang. I sang the entire time, and a woman in front of me was like, um, excuse you, and I was like, what, bitch? I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> um... And I, I mean, first of all, you're bringing your kid to this movie. Are they like, have they never seen this before? If that's the case, you should just wait until all the people who have already seen it have seen it. And then you can go. I will say that I do try to go to showings when I don't think people who are like crazy hype about it are going to be there. I'm pretty sure I went in the middle of the day because I was like, I know myself. And like the theater was basically empty, but they decided to sit in front of us. I'm like, well... It's it's a musical and it came out twenty years ago, so it's a sing along. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, lady. I I've never been yelled at during the movie, but one time when Mitchell and I went to see a movie, uh, this lady did come up to us afterwards and told us that we were the worst people she had ever been in a movie theater with. Wow, because we were laughing because it was bad. <laughs> you know, 
I bet that's not even true and she doesn't even know it. I I bet that someone has given a handjob near her. And oh, she had no idea. God. Yeah, we... So. I, uh, what was it? It was that, um, The Dark Tower... Oh, yeah. That, with Idris Elba. Yeah, it I was. I didn't see it. It wasn't good. That's what I heard. It was not good. I think I heard that from you and Mitchell, and I was like, even, even like, even his presence didn't save it, man. And they also, like, didn't give him very impressive outfits where I'm like, look, this movie's not good. It's pretty boring. Mm-hmm. Take him out of, like, the trench coat for five seconds. Just mm-hmm. let me have something to look at. If Don't you're get gonna, me wrong. I love a trench coat moment. If but a moment, not an If you're gonna experience. bore me, at least give me something to look at. <laughs> like, Marvel movies know this. Yeah. Uh, Thor shirtless 24-7. Yeah, like, just... America's ass. Bring, sure. bring a little bit of that energy to this movie. Yeah, I... Specifically, there was this moment where there was a really bad special effect thing of somebody getting shot where it was, like, extremely slow for some reason. Like, I don't know, whatever. It was a drama. It was a bad scene. And the movie theater was really quiet, and this one guy said, wow. But he didn't sound super impressed, but he did say wow like he was impressed, and Mm. we cackled, and it was very clearly in response to him saying that. And I I feel like this was probably his girlfriend who was offended that we laughed. Apparently people don't like being laughed at. I don't get it. Well, don't like bad things. <laughs> I laughed at our neighbor one time, and he, at any time we come outside now, he just goes right inside of his this home. Is also, there is a picture of three of us mm-hmm. at the protest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, from, well, from, from Montana. Really? Yeah. Yeah, all of our like, eyebrows match in like, anger. Like a picture picture? Yeah, like oh, a full-on photograph. My mom, uh... Found it. Yeah, she tagged us on Facebook. Kara's video. Kara looks mad. Like it, like it. That's my face. (laughs) And also, I was mad. Yes. Okay, cool. Stuff going on. And then. I had to apologize to somebody the next day because I was like, they're like, hey, I saw you at the protest, but you didn't say hey to me. And I was just like, um, I was in. There's stuff going on. I was in protest mode. I was was having emotions. George, must you? Literally every emotion. And it was. Yeah, I only took that one video of you eating a taco. (laughs) (laughs) I did get a lot of snacks. I'm a, I don't know if we've talked about this. I love free food. There was a lot of free food available at this Mm -hmm. protest. I received a popsicle. Some water. I regretted not going for A cheesy thing. See, I told you, you, I knew it, that you were going to be upset that you didn't get it. (laughs) No, I know you do. (laughs) I brought a bag of snacks. I was like, Oh, God, <laughs> those are so hot. Mm-hmm. Get over here. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Well, I feel like we kind of um, we had all the all the main topics. Unless there's anything else anybody wants to add. Um, just you know, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna say it just because for some people it's not very obvious. Apparently. Well, we'll we'll make the we'll make the image to this this uh, episode real. Maybe we'll have the Brown and Noble had the sign on her mm-hmm. on her bar. So I was we'll going to say, please, please do, do a picture one of her. The, yeah, yeah. Um, Those are dope. There was a really cool one of her like doing that, and then there's like a child petting the horse's nose, holding like a a racism or like fuck racism sign. Oh, cute! Looks like she's like nine. She's yes. like touching this horse and looking really impressed with everything. Mm-hmm. As a nine year old. I mean, Please, if, as I would do, I would if, do that. If I was if I was nine, petting a horse's nose and holding a sign that said "fuck," I would feel like on top of the world. I would feel on top of today. Yeah. I would feel on top of the world <laughs> I if I experienced that. 
I wish somebody would have brought a horse to our protest. That would have been amazing. You know, there's I we just don't out. we don't have any sick urban riding clubs. We have just regular riders right, here, regular cowboys who, who don't come into town. Well, I think the cowboys would have would have been just disagree. The cowboys would have been standing across the street with the automatic guns. Yeah, our um. Our protests here in Montana have been weird, mm-hmm. by right. which I mean random militia guys who think that Antifa is going to attack people or They're something. Really, or really worried here. about those Antifa terrorists. Yeah, <laughs> that. I I mentally used air. Quotes. One of them like walked over to me when we were at the protest and did like a full body scan with his phone, and I was like, Ew. I was like, is this sexual harassment or other harassment? What type of harassment <laughs> is happening? <laughs> Gross. Ew, that makes me so... I remembered you... Or I saw that you said something about that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's a lot of tattoos and maybe, like, the wearing, like, black on the bottom half of my body or something. Because they all, like, read some, like, troll post on the internet that was like, Antifa's six hours out from our city, pray for us, or something. Mm -hmm. And, like, they're like, oh, if they're wearing black and red, that means something. What are the Montana militia groups had a thing basically saying that you should like look out for people wearing black with a backpack and i'm like so 50 percent of missoula literally (laughs) oh gosh that's so frustrating i just like i don't i really don't get it uh someone i was i wasn't really talking to them about it but then we ended up talking about the whole antifa thing and I was like, yeah, it's ridiculous that militias are here trying to fight the Antifa terrorists, even though that's, like, not a thing. Legitimately not a thing. And then he was like, no, 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 it is. One of my friends is a militia person, and he said someone came up to him and lifted his, like, lapel or, like, cover on his pocket, and it said Antifa on it. And he was like, so they're here. That could just, just be like, a, that would be a joke if, if you were actually part of the, that, if that was a real terrorist organization, do you think you would just put it on your clothes? Yeah. And do you also, <laughs> do you think, like, uh, I just, also, correct me if I'm wrong, Antifa, anti-fascist? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, so we want, what do we want? <laughs> do we want fascism? I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not great with the politics, I'll tell you the truth, but <laughs> I'm not, I'm also not an idiot. So. Oh, God. So. <laughs> no, there was, um... Listen, I'm no scientist, or... It's, it's, I mean, it's part of the whole, like, con- like outside agitators concept that mm-hmm. people have been, like, trying to spread around, like, to make it seem, like... Yeah, but meanwhile, like not it, legitimate. yeah, but it's mm-hmm. like meanwhile these protests have happened in every state at this point, yes. so, like, where are the outsiders coming from? Yeah. They're everywhere simultaneously. Wow, they're doing a better job than the federal government and with yeah. dispersing aid. Gosh, but it just doesn't make any sense. But um, one of the like, yeah, the like the thing they keep saying is like, oh, we're here to like, we're here to protect people from like outside agitators and violence. I'm like, that's you. You are you're, literally that. You're Hello. the you're you're the outside agitator. You're the violence. Like mm-hmm. you are showing up with guns. You're showing up unmasked. During the pandemic, mm-hmm. and you're traveling you're also part from of the outside of so, town. Like, sorry if I put you in the same then, category as I put cops, as in I don't trust. Yeah, you. walking around with like who knows what, like strapped all over their body. Yeah, and then like, yeah, one of the reasons I've heard from several people that they have 
felt harassed or have been followed by them. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're just local people who mm-hmm. they decided were were Antifa terrorists or something like Sorry, that. I'm taking screenshots. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, it, but it's like you have no way of knowing who the outsiders are because you're an outsider. Like mm-hmm. you're not from here. You have no way of recognizing who the people from this town are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's frustrating. I just don't get it. And the people who buy into it, like you're literally buying into propaganda, and it's but it's Kara, embarrassing. We're buying. Into they're propaganda. they're not real smart. You're is right. is I guess what uh, I. <laughs> I, my takeaway from it is... We're all propaganda, aren't we? <laughs> Nothing's real. Maybe, I don't see color. Maybe the real propaganda stupid. is the friends we make along the way. <laughs> God damn it, Stephanie. Uh, <laughs> uh, can I have that as a teacher? <laughs> maybe the real propaganda is the friends we made along the way. Yes. you got to pick one tea trio. No, I'll that, make you, I, want, I, I think that one's, like, my top one right now. Will, will you send it to me in, like, a Pinterest font or something? Yes. Let me write it down. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we did it. <laughs> yeah. We covered all the stuff. Yeah, we just, we just wanted to, we wanted to talk about the protests and urban yeah. riders and uh, local racists. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we hit all those points. We yeah. did. I, I feel great. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thank um, and you. next week, or whenever we do this again, I think it's probably going to be next week, I will read uh, a book that Melanie gave me yes. called The First Horse I Saw. <laughs> That's the one that I've decided <laughs> on. Okay. I didn't... This is a surprise to me. Mel- Melanie gave me four yeah. four horse books to choose from that are one-shots. The first horse I see seems very romance novel with um, Willow... Yes. Stressed What's by all of Willow Jean? Willow Jean, yeah. Willow. Love it. My you know, her, her, so. uh, according to the summary on the back, her father told her not to fall in love with the first horse she saw, but she did. Classic. Classic. <laughs> Listen, uh, <laughs> I remember feeling pretty emotionally involved in that story. <laughs> Melanie, can you name a book that you were not emotionally involved in um, when you were a child? Uh, I've just been in, enjoying all the renewed Animorphs discourse on Twitter because, uh, well, so J.K. Rowling was being a turf as she does, mm-hmm. um, which I only noticed because I've had her blocked for a while because I'm like, I don't need to see your constant turf bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just like, when suddenly everyone starts talking about something and I can't see what the tweet is, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw something that was like, you know, it's really fantastic is the fact that we don't know who wrote the Harry Potter books. They just exist. Yeah, with, it's, with it's no mysterious. We don't know. And it's a beautiful thing. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't even know what happened, but I'm like. But I'm, somebody, I'm, somebody commented to, like, y'all have been back in the wrong children's books author because Kay Applegate's been retweeting Pride and uh, BLM content all uh-huh. week. Uh, I was like, it's like, I knew it. I knew it. And there was somebody down there who's like, any Tobias stands in the mentions? I was like, I literally stopped reading that series because they, it, they made it seem like they'd killed him off. <gasps> and I was so offended. Oh my gosh. So Tobias is a kid from a trailer court and he gets trapped as a red-tailed hawk. He's like a red-tailed hawk for like half of the book series because he can't change back. Mm -hmm. And then they find a dead red-tailed hawk in a bag that these people like have killed and they think that it's him. And I was reading it in the bathtub as a child. I was so shocked I dropped it and I had a second I could have caught it and I was like, 
No, if he's dead, I have no reason to do anymore. And I Listen, pushed it down to the bottom of the bathroom. I drowned it. Uh, I was like, well, I, I think I just, I hadn't, obviously books do it all the time where mm-hmm. you think, they fake you out and you yes. think somebody's dead. We've learned since then that we no longer drown But books. that was the first time that it ever happened to me in a uh-huh. book. And I was like. I mean, Tragedy. Really. I was like, yeah. my son, my child. Yeah. She's <laughs> I named he's dead. Then this book is. Then this book is dead <laughs> to me. Yeah. I named my first rabbit after him. Oh my god! <laughs> so I fucking loved animorphs when I was little. I have not read one in. Very, very, I'll be very, honest, very, I've very, never very, read very, Animorphs. Animorphs? Oh, okay. fucking aliens that go in your ears. And, and control like, your brain? Yeah. It's so wild. I it's, saw the covers a lot, and I was always fascinated by the covers, but I never read iconic. it. I have yeah. to say, like, they have, like, some really dark and intense content. Uh, There's, like, mm-hmm. um, teenagers who can change into animals and are fighting against an alien invasion mm-hmm. from these, like, things that can, like, control your they're mind. Like but there's, like, a lot of dark shit that happens in them, like, war crimes. Like, there's, they were... I, I specifically yeah. remember, I don't know if I've said this on this podcast before, but there was a line in one of them where they were talking, like, they, like, do the transformations, and it's, like, a body horror experience. Like, it hurts. And one of, the one of the first times they were doing it, the quote was something like, I tried to scream, but I no longer had a mouth. Ugh. I don't like that. I think the age that you read Animorphs, I was unfortunately reading a lot of E.C. Andrews. Oh. <laughs> I have problems, and that's fine. Um, my parents also had never read it, so they had no idea that they were like, oh, she's reading, that's good. Um, yeah, there's, like, some, some like, really weird, interesting things that happen in those books. Um, yeah. Oh, God, there's one where they go to an alternate version of the future, and there is, like, everything has been, like, the... There's, like, intellectual-based slavery, so it's, like, if you have a lower IQ, then you're, like, put into servitude to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the main characters in the Animorph series, uh, Cassie, is, like, a black girl, and mm-hmm. her family is very smart, so when they go to this version of the of the future, like, they have slaves, and she's like, the fuck? <laughs> like, is really bothered Gosh. by it. Um, there is one of them where... Uh, Cassie actually has one of these slugs, like, go into her brain, Mm -hmm. and there's a whole book about her and this slug, like, having this, like, kind of battle of the wills, because she's trying to not let it control her, and she eventually, like, talks it into, like, giving up and getting out, because she, like, is is able to convince it that it's doing something immoral. So, what I gather from that is that it's never wrong to be the most stubborn person. Oh, no, like... Right. Cassie probably ends the series being like one of the one of the most like well-adjusted people. There's a statement that K. A. Applegate gave one time where people were like people who have been upset about the ending not being happy. She's like, "Yeah, war is fucking shit. <laughs> like, like welcome to war. Yeah. If this is the impression, she she said something about how like um she couldn't tell the story another way, um and and treat." Uh, the readers with the respect that she knew that they deserved. She was mm-hmm. like, I believe that Animorph readers are intelligent enough to understand that this is what war is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm respecting you by putting it to you straight. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. We said bye a couple of times, so I feel yeah, like yeah. I have at least one clip that um, we can use. We don't have to include all this Animorphs content. 
Also, thank you so much for having me. This has been weird and lovely. And an official Kara, uh, instead of... Where I'm not just walking through the Just a passing by Kara, yeah. Yeah. This is like your first real big introduction. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it was a guest appearance before, and now this is a real appearance. Now I'm really... Yeah. Kara's real. I'm I'm real. Hey, kids. Hey, kitty cats. We live together. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Hey, all kittens. And hey there, my one Kara fan. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Bye. 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 Who let this person exist? Seems irresponsible, but your your amnesiac child with two broken legs just be like, take her to the vet. (laughs) It'll be fine. Anxiety, because of 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 anxiety.